All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Today we're going to be talking about how to take a compliment and who doesn't want to know how to take a compliment. Today's sponsor is Phoenix Identity. Are you sick of being emotionally triggered? Do you feel like you aren't enough uh, and you're always battling with your own emotions and mental health? If so, learn how to control your emotions uh, by clicking the link and downloading the Embrace Your Positivity Guide. And it introduces you to the Rockstar Method, which just happens to be the number one way to start controlling your emotions. So go and check that out. Link in the description. I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker, Beth Miller, to introduce yourself. Beth, would you like to do so? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I'm Beth Miller. I am the founder of Soulify Wellness, and I'm a marriage coach, Reiki practitioner, and a teacher of psychology. I have three little men that are absolutely wonderful and crazy, and I've been married for 14 years. And the reason I tell you that is because I help women who are on the verge of divorce save their marriages. And uh, yeah, I'll let you take it on from there. Absolutely. 14 years. So 2009? Mm-hmm. Yep. Me too. I love that. <laughs> I was like 14 years. I just had my 14th. So yes. Um, wonderful when you know how to actually, um, what it means to be in a relationship and how to make that work. All right. So how to take a compliment. So there's a few reasons why I wanted to do this episode. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to question anybody watching or catching the replay. What do you do what happened? What happens? I'm going to rephrase that. What happens when somebody pays you a compliment or gives you a compliment or compliments you in any way, shape or form? How does that like what comes up for you? Um, I would I would question everybody. What emotions do that does that trigger? What uh, physical triggers do you experience? There's emotional, mental um, like what goes on when somebody pays you a compliment? So, Beth, I'm going to ask you the same question. What kind of goes on when somebody pays you a compliment? Yeah, absolutely. I, what comes to mind is, do compliments make you cringe? The number one emotion that I hear that comes up is often embarrassment and sometimes dread. Like you want to crawl into a hole and just hide because it's just, it's triggering you. And we'll talk about that trigger in a second, but like it's triggering that emotion. It's triggering that dread. So that trigger is there for a reason. There's something that we need to overcome because ideally, wouldn't you want to feel joy and just be able to like, awesome. Thank you. That's amazing. Just be able to like, just say it. And then you're done with it instead of having all those emotions come in. So we can talk about it in a few minutes if you want, but there's some different responses that we often have with compliments that can mean different things. Yeah. Well, there's, um, when it brings up insecurities, absolutely bringing up insecurities, uh, that awkward, that awkward feeling, the anxiety, um, kind of questioning what do you want like are you are you paying me a compliment because you want something or do you truly mean it um so there's a lot there is a lot to unpack there there could be issues with trust right trusting that people are actually saying what they mean um trusting that you know uh I think one of my main points would be your your own self-worth right believing whether or not it's valid not because the other person may be you know, lying or, or not, you know, bending the truth, but whether or not you believe that you're worthy of that, that compliment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, there's so many things that people experience when, when they're complimented. 
Yeah, absolutely. And social anxiety can play in that too. Like just having attention on you. Also, maybe even early, early childhood, not being taught how to receive positive feedback. Maybe you didn't get a lot of positive feedback in your childhood years, or maybe your parents told you, say thank you. Like you, someone said something nice to you and you're just prompted, say thank you. And it just feels very unnatural because it's not something you're used to. So like you said, so many reasons why compliments can make you cringe and you can't accept it. Yep. Uh, one of the ones that I was thinking about today, uh, a friend of mine actually posted on, on their Facebook the other day was, um, when you, when somebody says, oh, you have such a pretty face, right? And like me, uh, she's overweight and it, it gets you thinking like, uh, there was this whole social media trend a few years ago about pretty, but, or pretty in spite of, or Pretty even though. Do you ever, did you remember that, that cycle? That I don't we went- remember that, but I do know like when you say, but you're negating the first part, like you can pretty yeah. much like wipe it. It's gone. You're pretty. So no, when you say, but it, it just. Oh, it's the it. four. That's I, I, yeah. So you're pretty for somebody who's overweight. You're pretty for somebody your age. You're pretty for a mom. You're like the compliment with that hit after. That kind of goes, um. Aren't I just pretty because I'm pretty? (laughs) Right? Oh, absolutely. And like, we'll get into this, I think in a moment, but why we can't like really the deeper reason why, but often people's response are, I think, number one, you make a joke. So why are you making like, oh yeah, ha ha, something like someone says you're beautiful. Another one can be like a quick change of subject, like brush it off. Okay. Now, yeah. What are we doing for dinner? Um, You completely dismiss it as if it was nothing. Um, You may deflect it even back and be like, you're the pretty one. You're so pretty instead of acknowledging what they said. And last one is you want to convince them that maybe it's not true. Like, oh, I'm not, this is just an old shirt. That's, this isn't that nice. Um, And I think one thing we don't consider is the, the giver of the feedback, the giver of the compliment, like they want you to receive it. And what you're doing is you're just projecting it back onto them. Like you're just pretty much telling them, no, I don't believe it. I don't really care that you said it. Like we don't mean to do that, obviously, but there's a lot to do with the giver who had the courage or just had the like in inward gift to be like, Hey, you are beautiful. Or you know what? You are great at that. Or you are helpful. Or you are strong. You are smart. Like there's a reason they're saying it in an authentic way. And we want to take it as authentic and not try to read into it based on past trauma. Yeah. And for anybody watching or catching the replay, one of the ways you can identify whether you or or how you take a compliment is grab a, take a selfie or look in the mirror and, you know, compliment yourself and see what your reaction is. See what triggers that reaction, how it feels, um, where it feels, because that will determine, you know, what, what's holding or what, what beliefs are in there, what triggers or traumas are in there to say, Hey, you know, um, my teacher once told me I was pretty, but at the same time, he was like touching my shoulder really creepy or, you know, there's so many different experiences that can trigger that inability to take a compliment. Yeah. What we have to do is totally dig into, I say triggers are our gifts. You get triggered. Like we always don't, we want to run away from fear, anger, sadness, but it's a gift. It's like, Hey, you're not listening to me. It's your subconscious being like, listen to me. You know what? I'm giving you this feeling of embarrassment right now because you need to look at this. You need to look at why you're embarrassed that someone just told you you're really smart. Um, And so what we have to do then is like you said, dissect it. So whether you want to say it in the mirror, you want to meditate on it, you want to journal about it, figure out what the root is. What is the conditioning that's there that's created this version of you that doesn't want to 
um, get that sort of compliment or just has to deal with the embarrassment of that compliment. So we really have to start unpacking the conditioning, that neural pathway, because it's so all of it's like psychology and neuroscience. Like, why is your brain firing that feeling of embarrassment when really we want joy? That's the ultimate thing. Someone gives you a compliment. You just want to receive it with joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gratitude and joy, two very powerful things, but you know, and we don't have to take a compliment any certain way, right? Um, being able to take a compliment really is individualistic. If you're happy and healthy with who you are, right? Um, you don't have to have some random person down the street saying, you know, cat calling you. You don't have to take that as a compliment. You don't have to take anything as a compliment, right? Yeah, well, if it's a boundary that's being crossed, you don't want to take that as a compliment exactly. or if it goes against your own morals and your beliefs. Yeah, that's not a compliment that can hit you in a certain way of like, OK, they're crossing a boundary. I don't want to receive that one with gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, that would be I'd probably be like, thanks. Bye. <laughs> OK, yeah. And then that's kind of passive aggressive a little bit, too. Like, thanks. Bye. Or it could be. Yeah, thank you. But no, thanks. Or thank you. That was nice. But I don't I don't really want to indulge in this anymore. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think um, are ways that people can take compliments? Yeah, I honestly just think it starts like if you're not someone who takes compliments well, it's getting uncomfortable and just saying thank you and pausing the power of the pause. Thank you. And then they might start to fill in the rest. They might want to tell you more about why you're so strong or why that color looks good on you. So yeah, start off with that. Thank you. Pause. Yeah. And then that's and, feel, and feel the feelings like you don't want to resist the feeling that's coming up. Um, you don't want to question them. You really just want to acknowledge them. Thank you. Yeah. And that gives way like if you don't want to uh, say thank you and then just change the subject right, right away and invalidate what that person has said to you, that pause really does help because then they can change the subject. They can move on to the next thing. Right. And you're just kind of giving them control of the conversation in that way. Um, Compliments can be funny. Um, a compliment to you could be something could be offensive to me, right? Um, and I think that that's one of the things that we need to identify as individuals, again, because I say, con you know, compliments are individualistic is, you know, what do you accept as a compliment? What do you not accept as a compliment? What is that boundary? What, what do you want to take from it? Do you, you know, going into that idealistic of who am I? What makes me feel good? What doesn't make me feel good? Right. And just questioning that as you're as you're creating conversations, like if your partner calls you babe and you don't like that or sweetheart and you don't like that. Right. It just again, boundaries. Yeah, I think we're triggered whenever I call it trigger emotion, like we can be triggered to be happy. We can be triggered to be sad. Um, but when we're triggered with an emotion that we don't want to feel, it's two things. It's number one, it's usually inner work that needs to be done. Or number two, a boundary has been crossed. And so I think really getting clear when you feel a certain feeling, you're like, okay, why do I feel uncomfortable? You know what? Clearly I told this person before, I don't want to be called babe. And that makes me want to like reassure with that, like talk to them again. Like this is a boundary. Please don't call me that. But you feel on the inside, you're like, I know I'm beautiful. I, but my feminist side of me does not agree with the word babe. Um, so I prefer that's part of my value system, but maybe he called you babe and you're like, well, I don't feel good about myself. And so maybe you need to do some inner work on your physical appearance or your internal like beauty. Yeah. So what would you suggest to people for taking compliments? I know I mentioned that earlier and then we got yeah. sidetracked there. So what would you, what would you suggest to, to people for that? 
Well, we can't will ourselves into it. Like you really can't just be like, oh, you could, I guess you can, you can tell yourself today, I will accept compliments today. I will accept compliments, but it's, it's a slow process. Like, I think we really have to, because how it works is any thoughts we have, like we have, like depend on some research, 60,000 thoughts a day. And you're not aware of all of them. A lot of them are thoughts that have been coming up since yesterday, the day before they're like repetitive thoughts that you have on ongoing. And a lot of those thoughts are our own beliefs about ourselves or beliefs about the world. And so we have all these thoughts, which means we have all these like neural pathways, like our brain's just firing thoughts. It's like super highways constantly just firing out these 60,000 thoughts that we don't have a lot of awareness of. And so what we want to do when we want to change a behavior or change a habit, like I have a hypnosis background. So this is what I work on every single day with my clients, but we want to change that behavior. So we have to change the habit. And so number one, we need to start to prune that neural pathway that's been firing the um, I'm not good enough. So when someone gives me a compliment, they're trying to make me feel like I am good enough, but I have this thought that like, has been driving for years. I'm not good enough at math. Um, and so what we want to do is start to figure out why you aren't good at math. And kind of like the example you gave like earlier, like let's go back to when I was grade six in math class and everyone laughed at me because I said four plus four, no, this wouldn't be grade six. This would be like grade one, but four plus four is 10. And everyone laughed and you've internalized that, that I'm not good enough at math. So then we start to look back on the past of when have I felt this before? And then we go back and we can kind of like parent that inner child that we have and be like, it's okay. They weren't really laughing at you that you're stupid. They're just laughing because they thought it was funny. They're just being like grade one kids. Um, and we start to reprogram that belief about ourselves being like, you know what? I am good at math. Just that one incident doesn't mean I'm not. And so when we start to create that new story, it creates a new pathway. And it's like that pathway is kind of like gravel. It's not super efficient. You don't take it all the time, but what happens is over time, we start to use that gravel road where it becomes paved, becomes a highway. And then it becomes a super highway. Yeah, I am good enough. I am good enough. I am good enough, which means you can receive the compliments. But then what happens to the pathway that used to be not good enough? Our brain is super efficient and it does something called pruning. We save all our history facts. We save all our calculus facts, but our brain is so efficient. It prunes it and it stores it in the 95% of our subconscious that we don't have access to readily every single day. And so what we want to do that not good enough then gets pruned. It's not there. That highway doesn't exist anymore. And then it's good enough, good enough. And so then you naturally start to have to integrate the ability to just say, thank you, sit in that awkwardness. But then as you integrate, you actually believe it. And then you can reinforce it. The more you start to receive compliments. So that's what I suggest is doing some of the inner work instead of just willing yourself, because if you're tired, exhausted, stressed, you may not be able to receive that through willpower. Absolutely. I am, I, I'm, so I'm one of those people, I don't like taking compliments. And so that's one of the reasons why I was like, oh, this would be an epic um, episode, right? It's just that whole compliment, right? Um I think one of the things that for me that I want to point out is that compliments are about you, but they're not about you, right? When you react to a compliment, that's uh, somebody else's perspective. That's somebody else's belief. They believe that about you, right? They believe that you're good at that. They believe that you look like this. They believe that you have this personality or that you're outgoing or beautiful or smart, or they believe that, right? Um, when you tell somebody something, you don't want to have it invalidated because it's true for you, right? So if I look at my best friend and I'm like, you're gorgeous, like you're stunning. I love you. You're beautiful, right? For that person, it's like, well, no, no. Like, I mean, it makes, it makes them want to cower and hide, but that's my truth, right? 
Um, so when you're, when you, somebody gives you a compliment, understand that it's, it's not necessarily about you. It's their truth. They're expressing their truth. When they look at you, when they think of you, when they feel for you, they're expressing their truth and not yours. Mm. Right. So you can choose to take that compliment and say, Oh, thank you. Right. Like think of it that way. That's, that's one of my best ways of taking a compliment is they think that they believe that mm-hmm. I, you know, even if I'm working on that and I might not believe it, um, I can still take that compliment and go, thank you. Right. It's because they feel it. Yeah. They're the, right. And to um, add on to that, if it is a safe place, like your best friend, you can even open up a little further and be like, thank you. But you know what? I, I believe that. And thank you so much. I just have trouble receiving that. I not even receiving it, but I have trouble believing that about myself. And you can then open up a conversation that maybe they can then support you with helping you have better body image or whatever the compliment was about. So I think also being open and transparent, I really, really thank you for saying that. I just, I, I've struggled so many, like I struggle with believing it sometimes and I'm working on myself. Like if it is a dear, like your husband or a really good friend, that might be a good opportunity for you to, I call it outing yourself. Cause sometimes we hide in our shadows. We pretend like we're beautiful and we are beautiful, but we don't actually believe it. That's a shadow in our backpack. We've been taught for years that maybe we're not that beautiful or to hide some of our beauty. And so maybe you're bringing that shadow out to the light and sharing it with others that, yeah, I don't actually feel this way. And that's another way of healing it um, is outing yourself. Yeah. Um, I created the, the seven mindset pillars, right. And it's, that's when we talk about being triggered and we talk about our own beliefs and our own self-worth and self-love that does go back. Right. Um, when we're born, we create, you know, we're born, we have to learn everything. So as we're building our, our, our pillars, as I call them, we have seven pillars. So our self, our beliefs about ourself, our relationships, our spirituality, um, our family, friends, finances, all of that, right? Career and business. Those are the seven main, most important areas of any, any individual's life. And so we start creating these beliefs in there. And again, like we were talking about earlier, right? That four plus four equals 10. There's individualistic experiences that we have, whether it's something someone said, it doesn't even have to affect us. It could be something that we've seen. One of my greatest fears is losing my my husband. And that's because my mom, my aunt, my grandmother, all like my gr- other grandmother, majority of the women in my family have lost their husband, right? Um, and so I've it's not even something that I experienced. I watched other people experiencing it, right? And it was it was a pattern for me that I noticed and I brought it forward. Um, it's different now, obviously I know about it and I'm a mindset expert, so (laughs) I I work through it, but again, we create these pillars that are filled with beliefs. We can't be with a certain person because of religion. We, you know, we have to, our self-worth, you know, if you grow up, my mom used to tell me, um, growing up, um, lots of things. My, my mother is an undiagnosed narcissist in my opinion. So not to get in any trouble, but my opinion, um, but going forward, there were things that I see with my own daughter. My daughter will sing. Is she a great singer? Not yet, <laughs> but her voice is very high pitched where my voice was very high pitched. Right. And I would, if, if I would raise my voice or get animated, the tone of my voice would go higher and higher and it's, it hurts your ears. Right. So I grew up with this, you know, awkward anxiety 
confidence issue around my voice, right? I, even when I talk, I, I do a talk show and I don't like people hearing my voice and I do a talk show. So obviously I've gotten over that, but I see with my daughter, she has my tone. And so people will be like, Bella, be quiet. Your, your ears hurt. My, you're hurting my ears or tone it down or don't get so excited. And I'm like, no, stop right there. Right. Because I know how my confidence was impacted with what I was told growing up. Right. So understanding again. So I think I'm just reiterating that, you know, those life experiences that we have really, really impact how we believe ourselves, how we believe what other people are saying, all of that comes down to what we've experienced. And you're right, changing those, we can't change the experiences, but we can change how our emotions react to them. We can change our perception of them. Instead of me um, feeling bad because my mom and everybody else would, you know, bring down my voice, I now know not to do that to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. I know now how to help her with her voice so that she's confident and comfortable with it. I love that you're ending the cycle. That's very, very good for your daughter. One other thing I just thought of as you're saying all that is depending on the compliment, you may receive it really well from certain people, but not from others. So if someone were to say, you're so helpful, you might receive it really well from a certain coworker, but maybe a not, not another coworker, or you may not receive it well from your husband, or you may receive it well from your best friend. So I think also just to have that awareness, the key to all this is awareness. Like really, like really when we're trying to do self-work, we want to be aware of, oh, okay. I didn't actually receive that as my authentic self. And we can talk more about authentic self if you want, but yeah, check in with practice, write a bunch of compliments down and just think about, Hey, do I receive this from all these people? Oh, I don't receive it from my husband. Okay. I need to work on that. Or even switch it, right? And ask for it differently. Um, there's no harm. There shouldn't be any harm. And I'm, I'm not going to say there's none because you can't control what other people do. Um, but there should be no harm in saying, like we talked about the babe or sweetheart, right? Having that conversation and go, you know what, that one really, I don't like that one. Or that makes me uncomfortable. Um, if And switching it around so that you can work on yourself while also asking other people to help you respect your boundaries right um what was I going to say there was another thing in there I can't remember now is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going we're getting close to that time so yeah you know what the compliments like it's very surface it's such a surface thing but if you start start to get curious about that compliment that you're having trouble receiving it grows roots and it goes down deep and there's such empowerment in figuring out what those roots are leading to you don't need to know exactly like the memory but if you can kind of get to the core belief of oh, you know what? This makes me feel not safe. This makes me feel not good enough. This makes me feel like I'm not in control. This makes me feel like I'm a fool. This makes me feel like I've settled. So getting to those core beliefs is what we really need to, that's the big mind mind, um, set shift when it comes to those compliments. It's just getting really curious. Absolutely. All right. Um, So I'm going to say it again. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Because I know you have to be out of here before three. So what... um, I think that's it. I say, just take your power back, really get curious. I think that's really start, like I said, awareness. If you are aware that a compliment doesn't feel right, you feel it brings up uh, shame, guilt. You can't believe the compliment. Then that's time to explore it. Take your power back over it. Yeah. Um, So we've talked about awareness, right? Even just acknowledging how something makes you feel. Um, That's, that has to be the number one point. Uh, My rock star method 
it that's literally the number one is recognize how you feel recognize what's going on with your body um so understand that that's what how, however you're feeling is triggered by something that's happened before or something that you feel uh remember that a compliment has less to do with you and more to do with the other person so that that i think that right there is one of the biggest changes you can make in how you take a compliment is it's their thoughts, their beliefs. And you can use that as a mantra and just say, this is what they think, right? And validate their thoughts, right? And say, oh, thank you for saying that. I really appreciated it, right? Or or whatever, however you want to say thank you. You can even just leave it as a thank you and a pause, like Beth said. Um, all right. Well, that is the show for today. If you guys have any questions or concerns and you want to reach out to either myself or Beth, please make sure you do. Our links are in the description of this episode. Um, our sponsor is, of course, Phoenix Identity, which just happens to be my identity coaching baby. If you want to go in there and download the Rockstar Method and learn how to uh, control your emotions and understand what they mean for you and start processing them, you can do so, do so through that link. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Beth, for joining me today. Oh, this was fun. Thanks for having me. All righty. Well, that is it. Just a family. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to be a, uh, sponsor blogger, guest speaker, or if you want to see a topic featured, please reach out to us at justalivetv.com. Share the love, like follow and share, uh, across all of our social or podcasting platforms. And yeah, I'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you. Bye.